and range day complete. Exactly. Hold on. Oh we got to buckle gosh. up here before we oh, roll geez. the pile of junk out of here. Uh, pile of junk? Ah. What are you driving these days? Toyota. Yeah. They run. They do. They run well. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you back it into stuff, too, and they keep going, that's a plus. Yeah, true. Oh. But, hey, it is what it is. Yep. So, trap day. My God, Dan took us care of us today. Right? Oh, my God. That is the man. Oh. Wow. It was fun. It wow. was amazing. We, and it really kind of it brought to light some stuff from a, a earlier duck hunt that we did. <laughs> yes, it did. But the funny part was is some of those birds we were hitting out here at the range, I mean, 60 yards out. Right. And just bang, bang, like no big deal. And then, then, then you'd miss 10 in a row. Right. And just pissed <laughs> at yourself. Ha! Ah, mm. uh, nothing like a range day to humble you. But on the same token, make like, yourself so excited to go out and do it again. Yeah. So so when are we going again? Um, probably soon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. Especially with the weather we've been having. Oh, why am I turning my blinkers on? I don't uh, know. We're in the middle of a straight stretch, dude. I know. Are you geez. trying to say something? Maybe. Did I so shoot you too to get much? Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or I'm going to turn and drag the runway, one or the other. Driving yeah. by a Birch- Birchwood Airport. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Birchwood is... Uh, it's a great little place to go. And it's waste well, how warm is it? Your truck says it's 29 degrees out here. 29 degrees. There is like in the end of November. November. Like, but ah, in three days, it's going to be four degrees. So do keep this in mind. True. And we're going to get about a foot of snow tonight. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I know. It's about time. It is. I, you know, all that snow that we had from earlier just melted straight off immediately. Yeah. But they have a little bit more ice and snow down here. Yeah. Compared I think to the house. I think it's right there on the inlet as part of it down here at Birchwood. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. But the range, I'll tell you, it's a nice little range. I had never shot ski, uh, uh, trap. Excuse me, we did not shoot ski. We, shot, we were shooting trap. Yep. And I have never shot trap there before. And I was actually able to shoot an over-under, like, at length for the first time in a long, long time. Yep. And it's just, he, Dan used to compete. Um, I don't know how good serious he was as far as his competition, but yeah. he, he bought a several thousand dollar weapon, so he was clearly... Very serious, as far as I'm concerned. More serious than we are. Yeah. Shooting our old, you know, beat up pumps. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's not that beat up. Well, you know what I'm saying. By comparison to he comes out of the custom box where yeah. it lays in perfectly, and uh, it's a nice little Browning. I tell you, beautiful I, gun. Yeah, I had some issues uh, with my speaking of firearms, just kind of general firearms. I had some issues. My old Ithaca, it's older than I am. It's probably <laughs> mid 70s vintage. I uh, mm. picked it up used years ago at a. Uh, gun show in the lower 48 dad did um kind of like 18th birthday kind of thing and it got hot and then didn't want to shoot didn't want to eject shells and not just eject shells it didn't even grab the shell out of the barrel yeah that one it didn't then we let it cool really well and then it went right back to shooting again not a big deal if you figure that you're going to shoot just a few times Mm. but if you're like you know in the blind and you maybe sky blast occasionally you know if we have a day like that in the blind i will be ecstatic or i'll be really pissed myself one or the other or both well, All at the same time. either either we had a lot of birds. Yeah, I guess that's true. A lot of birds <laughs> and didn't hit anything, and you're just dang it. Or a lot of birds and no, let's face it, you're not gonna have. If there's a lot of birds, you're hitting them. If we had a day like that in the blind, that means there was a lot of birds. And we're not hitting crap because you would, you know, what six six a guy, eight a guy right now. Yeah, eight a guy right now. Yeah, sorry. Wow, what am I thinking? Six fish. Yeah. I was thinking salmon. Yeah. So it's it's. It's problematic when you go after a lot of animals, try to keep all the regulations <laughs> right? correct. Which one is which? Which regulation are we talking about today? Exactly. But, um, you know, it did, did uh, bring down some simple facts that while Dan's weapon is very nice and I really enjoyed shooting it, I just need to 
practice more because mm. if I'm not out shooting my weapon, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's I couldn't believe how many I shot over. Yeah. When you're sitting in the duck blind, I don't see my wad when I'm firing. No, because you don't a, pay attention. You're all hyped up. You got the ducks coming in. You're calling. You're doing your thing. It also bang, helps bang, bang, here. And it also helps here, Brandon. We had just a touch. I mean, there's probably a half an inch of snow down here, inch of snow, just enough to where it kind of skims over the surface and leaves it just a touch white. So you see that black wad go that out, true. That, uh, which does true. help you versus against the, you know, the, the backdrop of the mountain right in front of yeah. us right now, where it's you know all gray and nasty and yeah, it'd be hard to I mean, pick up a wad on that. Yeah, you know what I mean, so being able to see, all right, I pulled that one this to the right or the left or I shot over or whatever that happened to be was really helpful to get an idea of uh, not following through on the shot all those kind of things details it's the detail work yeah it's like oh that's what I'm doing okay but man the I don't think that well there's probably a more picturesque place to shoot but when you're looking over the cook inlet you got the Talkeetan Mountains right in front of you we had Denali Four Acre and Hunter just peeking out through the clouds just beautiful beautiful just backlit and gorgeous but it's I mean, not so cold that you need to wear more than just jeans and a sweatshirt. Yeah, it was just you know, absolutely fantastic out there today. Just gorgeous. So, but definitely brought out the well. You need to shoot your gun more. Yeah. Or maybe I just need to talk the wife into a new weapon. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. I always need to talk the wife into a well, new weapon. Well, okay, okay, yeah. There. You uh, know, that's a standard. But, but yeah, I need to. I need to get out with mine and. Right, but if I if I went out and bought a new shotgun right now, she would insist that I take it out and shoot it more. Oh, hold on. Since we're driving, we get to do these kinds of things. Those are some sweet old cars over there. I mean, we're talking 30s. Yeah. Yep. Dude, the guys get some nice. That's oh. beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what the yellow one is because I'm driving. Uh, it's about a 32 <laughs> Ford, it looked like, or a yeah. Dodge. Yeah. I'd have to actually go and look at it. You know what I mean? But yep. I'm pretty sure he's got a Studebaker back in there. Yeah. The old cars of Alaska. They'll get me every time. I flock crazy that you'd find them up here. Oh, Alaska came a state 50 years ago. Yeah, was it 50, 57 or 58? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to Google that. But, I mean, it's only been 50 years. I mean, yeah. really, we have not, we're a pretty pretty new state, you know, really, all things considered. And there wasn't a lot of people up here originally. You know no. what I mean? Even to the, you know, the big big push came with a pipeline in the 70s. So that's kind of when you start seeing the big, like and the old cars. or kind little of little windy back road that we're on right now was the main highway. And it was dirt. Yeah. This was it. And it wasn't until 73 that they put the main highway in over here. The, you know, the big two-lane, you know, two-road highway. That's that wasn't it. I, my dad told me stories about running back from Chugiak High School back to the house, which is you know not too far from the range there, to where you know where I grew up. It's the same place he grew up, and they would the running team would run the new highway, right? Just a big open, right? Sure, running down the road, no big deal. But back then they didn't have the traffic that we have. Well, now. it wasn't open then. Oh yeah, true. Probably, they yeah. were building it. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, so they would run back the three or four miles back to the house. And, run down this big new new construction road hadn't even been opened nice yep so yeah it was not the way it was when i uh, did cross country my cross country was along the sides of the roads outside of Yamhill, which we mm. tried not to get killed by the local farmers driving their big trucks and mm. the commuters trying to get to and from work so yeah well yeah it worked barely but it barely did. yeah we're gonna get some snow yeah that'd be great man but, driving back and just this dark gray cloud cover starts filling everything and oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna see some some snow 
one of the best things I like about the range, like when you're driving home and you just, you know, you get the smell still on you, the gunpowder in your nose, gunpowder in your nose, and yeah, it was, and it was a lot of fun. We had a young kid with us, Hunter, and you know, seeing him kind of start to develop his hunting, you know, and then you are developing hunting skills out yeah. there. They're well, not the marksmanship in general. Yeah, marksmanship in general, just the basics. And as you're teaching that that kiddo, you're trying to model better. Mm. You know mechanics, so like oh he, yeah, he wanted to kept on leaning back, and so you know you're leaning into your rifle a little bit every your single time that like, went through my head of okay, if I got to make sure you know working on my form right every time I you know pulled that pulled yeah that trigger abso- and, uh, absolutely because he's watching everything we're doing right, and so as we're trying to tell him good things, we got to also model good behaviors mm-hmm. and you know finger control about you know finger on the trigger when you're ready to shoot yep. and well, is your weapon loaded unloaded how you use your you know all those details that you could sometimes say. You know, I'm so I'm so accustomed to it, and I'm so used to it that you can become lax. Yeah, and it's good to have those those moments because I think it does bring you back to the basics, and uh, it makes you a safer hunter, makes you a safer rifleman, uh, yeah. shotgunner. You know, safer on the range, and so I think it's better for everybody when there's those younger people that you know you have to model for. Mm. It just it's, mm. it's better for everybody. That is true. I like that. And it gets these kids out. It gets them doing yeah. something other than playing a video game. And you see the smile on his face? Oh, he was yeah. loving it. Yeah, he's like, the smile on his face, like, you could tell he's a gamer type. He, at least oh, he, he strikes is. me as yep. one. And, like, you could tell, like, this is like winning the game. Yeah. You know, it was this just was a, fun. He got done. That, I think it was, the words were, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, you know, he had some struggles, like we all did out there. Um, except for Dan. Dan just was too busy laughing at us. Uh, I think his problem was controlling his I'm laughter. I'm pretty sure, though. When he's missing, he was intentionally missing. <laughs> yeah. There was some of those were like, "There, how the world did Dan miss that? He'll shoot something at 60 yards and pick that clay off right before it hits the ground, and then the next time he misses it at 10. And you're like, I'm kind of wondering if he's just intentionally pulling those to make us feel a little better about ourselves. Well, he did make me feel a little bit better about myself, so his, his mission succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh. Good times, uh, yep. good times. But, yeah, I mean, I just think about things like this. I mean, it's middle of winter, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, because I can't really go do anything. The lake is frozen over. Oh, and man, it just makes me want to go ice fishing. Well, I can't wait. It's it's that, tw- again, it's that tweener time between, you know, we're not really we're not really cold enough to be ice fishing or long enough. Mm-hmm. But on the same yeah, token, the, we're not. Well, it's cold enough. I mean, we're getting down into the the mid-20s every night. But how long has it been that cold? That's the thing. Is it's been the, kind the, of... The ice has been... Su- it's got to be super thin out there. Yeah. So... You only need two inches to support a man. And you need four inches to support a truck this size. And we're in an F-150. Yeah. And so when you say this size, yeah. you know, people can't really see us. Truth. Yeah. You don't need a lot of... People think if you're going to go out on a Feet. lake, you need all these... No. You can support, I think, a full-size crane. If I remember the remember correctly correctly with three foot of ice all i have to say is before you take any of our advice on the whole ice fishing and how thick the ice is please go to uh, the alaska fish and wildlife they have a thing every year that they put out yep. about how thick the the ice needs to be just follow theirs yes it's yep. going to be a little bit more well, cautionary as far as how like, they're going to yeah. want more but you will always be safe with their numbers and always remember that that is a stagnant puddle of water when i you know stagnant sure, lake. Sure. when you're talking currents you're talking anything else that can change dramatically what uh, what you're dealing with. And do keep in mind that you know you can't see what's going on underneath, so it might go really thin in spots. Yep. And so you kind of got to get to know a lake. Yep. So it's just like getting to know your favorite hunting place. Which we'll get to talk about all 
yeah. more and greater detail when we're sitting on a lake somewhere with holes through it. And beer. And beer and a tent and a, just amazingness. But, oh, I can't wait for that. But yeah, good day at the range. I mean, it's a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. What, what were you shooting out there? My Ithaca. Your Ithaca. Yeah, Ithaca. It's a featherweight model 37. They've been around for years. You can pick them up on the used market still. It's got an adjustable choke built it into it. Really felt like. Well, I guess with the adjustable choke, it wasn't. But it really reminded me of the old police models. Yeah, it it, it does have Just that look. Super simple. Yes, very simple, very basic. It's what I like yep. about it. However, I do gotta wonder. You know, all these. Everything has a like a, a shelf life, if you will, in the mm-hmm. sense that you know your rifle is designed to shoot so out. many you know so many rounds down. Yep. Is that shotgun getting towards the end of its serviceable life before it needs like a true like rebuild, so to speak? Yeah. And is it worth it? Yep. Eh, probably not. I'll probably just put it on the shelf and say it's just a really cool shotgun. Mm-hmm. But wall hanger, wall hanger. But yep. you know, it's one of those things where, again, just gonna talk the wife out of a. What did uh, Dan <laughs> say? Three thousand dollars for that over under we were shooting it at? Uh, did he say three or six? Three. It was three. Okay. Yeah. He, but he would like to have a six thousand uh, dollar. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. And his, his, uh, what do you call it? His, uh, so swamp gun, grand. Yeah. It's the same thing, but camo yeah. synthetic stock. Which yeah. I would honestly probably get the synthetic stock one. Yeah. As much as I like the look of the wood and things like that, because I know I'd use it for multiple things. Very true. So you know, and nothing says I can't get good on the synthetic version and then sneak up on the other one. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm a big fan of my my uh, Benelli Supernova. It's just solid gun. It's like your F one fifty. It just always runs. It, it may goes. not be the it may not be the best looking machine out there. It may not be the you know sexiest you know latest blah blah blah. But it's uh mm. it's just a solid shotgun. Yep, and I, I love the features it's got. It's got the uh, the button on the the slide that will let you unarm it without racking another shell. Oh, nice! I yeah. love that feature. That's one of those things with pump action shotguns is making sure you're in the safe safe handling, especially in a blind, especially standing on the line with guys, you know, a trap. Cause it only takes once. It's real easy to forget to either rack it or forget you did rack it. So the natural instinct is to fire and pump that thing. Correct. And it will, and it's super, it, 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 if you shoot like where you know you need that follow-up second shot a lot because you're missing a lot, like myself, mm-hmm. it becomes <laughs> almost second nature. Yeah. And so it becomes yep. very difficult. Although there was a couple times I was sitting in a blind and, you know, get uh, a four or five pack come in and you have your volley and bang, bang, bang and sit back down, go get the duck and here comes the next group and I popped up and clicked and at that point I realized, oh, I forgot to rack it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Dang it. That's all right. That's a, you know, those are things that happen and yep. a learning lesson. And But let's face it, if you're out there and you have that problem because you have that many ducks coming in. It's not a bad day. Yeah, that's a good day to have. Yep. Jeez, it is gonna get. get oh, it's getting it's getting snowy right now, snowy, buddy. Snowy, man. It we is, we uh, we called it at the right time too. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we uh we got out there at about what one thirty. It's four o'clock now. Yeah. It How was, many rounds do we think we went through? We calculated that right before. We did what three hundred clays. Mm, it was three hundred and change on the clays, and part of change. those we were doing the voice activated thing, which I, I'm not a big fan of that. I understand why it's there. Well, for competition, I can get it. Yeah, but... When or it com- if you don't have some, you can go out by yourself and do it. Correct. But when it comes to, if you have another, if you have another guy with you having just hitting the button, mm. so, you know what I mean? Just one of us just hitting the button, I think it would be so much better because the times it would say, you go pull, and then it'd go, and then you'd say, ha, I missed it, and it took the ha as pull. I had it. I had it launch one when I racked my gun. Yeah, right. You know, you know like fire, going, rack, and here comes another clay. 
but yeah, I won't say the number of cents going flying that way with nothing. Yeah, I won't say the number of uh, shells I went through. <laughs> but it was north of a larger number than I want to admit. Yeah. And south of a really ridiculous number. <laughs> <laughs> but not that much farther south. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> but no, I mean, the thing was, too, is there for a while we were also doing like, okay, so you'd say pull and you'd get your shot. And then we would also try and take those further out shots. Like, so mm. if you missed, I'd try and shoot. Or yep. a hunter shot, and then you and I would try and hit it. Like, But it was further out, it was lower percentage shots. So yeah. some of our stuff was just, we're just trying to put rounds on targets, mm-hmm. downrange, just get more familiar with our weapons. Yep. And so part of it was that, and so that did increase our number by quite a bit, actually. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I've been on a trap range in probably 20, 25 years. It's been a long time for me. Trap. Now, I've... What? Trap. What about trap? Oh, well, no, I'm thinking, how long has it been? Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I've I done... Stop. I've done, you know, somebody throwing a clay out in the... Yeah, it's not the same. But actually sitting on a range with marked yardage with a uh, it would be commercial one. thrower. It would be when I was in Wyoming working for my uncle. Yeah. I, mean, I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. Time. Yeah. I mean, it's been 20, 25 years as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of fun, but yeah. it was a totally different situation. Oh, yeah. They had a little knee push that you would push on that range. Mm. So yep. you would. there was none of this, you know, electronic stuff. It was mm. old school then. You know what I mean? Yep. So, it's been a bit. I mean, I've, like I said, gone out and thrown a clay, and plenty, you know, shot at plenty of ducks, taken quite a few ducks, but to actually see what I'm doing and get a better idea of when I'm missing stuff and what am I doing when I'm getting pressured, when I'm trying to do it fast, all those kind of things, was really, really good to see. Yeah. So. I'm happy that we went. I am extremely grateful that Dan invited us along. Mm. Yeah. That was very cool. Uh, you know, I I could do that again. Oh, absolutely. And those target loads are nothing. Now, watching uh, Hunter, uh, Dan's son, go from the <laughs> two and three quarter target load to the three inch duck load. <laughs> Gee, Dan, that really kicked. Well, yeah, son. Make a man out of you. <laughs> Uh, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. I remember we were sitting in a swamp, me and a friend of mine, and uh, we're the first time we're really new to duck hunting. I think it might have been the first time we were really out, or the second time we were really gone out. And we had, I think, two and a half or two and three quarter loads, you know, just something easy duck loads. Now, to, to be, you know, when you say duck load, um, uh, a round for waterfowl hat cannot be a lead shot no it has to be steel or yeah. something other than Tungsten lead or something uh, like and that. that's a federal regulation that's not a, a state regulation that's a you know federally regulated thing so you know we have two and three quarter duck loads in and miss stuff and i look he looks over at me and he's like we need to get the three and a half so. <laughs> <laughs> go pick or go home <laughs> all right <laughs> so that's normally what i'll take out duck hunting is uh two and three quarter or uh three inch three and a halfs um i'll take three and a halfs and threes just because my shotguns won't handle those they only do two and three quarter so that's one thing when i was looking into what shotguns i was going to do and what i was going to get the three and a halfs because i wanted something that i was going to be able to go shoot and do almost any waterfowl if i'm going to go shoot geese you know you need canadian geese Big cranes. I want something that's going to put some 
firepower out that's going to do what it needs to do. Yeah. So I went. That's one reason I went with the Benellis because the Benelli does carry does accommodate the the three and a halfs, which are. Yeah, when I got my shotgun, there was, I mean, the three inches I think were just coming out, or they came out just afterwards, so like, yeah. everybody had two and three quarters, so it was just the standard thing. Well, but, that, back then, nobody, yeah, nobody did that. They all took the same kind of... You're right. It's not like they took less geese, because... Yeah. But, anyways, we digress, and you know what? We are at the point where we need to start cleaning up some shotguns, yep. so we should probably let you go, and I will go clean up my shotgun, and... uh I will catch you next time, my friend. On the next one. All right.